Content warnings for this epilogue include fantasy violence, blood, romance, references to sexual entanglements, food and drink, and complex and complicated relationships. Epilogues Part 4 Sitlali Goldheart The year is 2016 CE, March 28th, two years after the stars came back. The Shell gas station on the corner of West McMillan Street and Ohio Avenue is nothing special. Four self-service pumps out front, a Dunkin' Donuts in the same lot, and a parking garage that blocks your view of the Cincinnati skyline. It's three in the afternoon on a lazy Sunday, and the lot is mostly empty. A gray Toyota Corolla stalls against pump number four, its driver huddled in the front seat, warming their fingers against the seasonable mid-spring chill. Rain patters lightly against the pavement, stirring the sticky, sweet smell of gasoline high into the humid air. The driver of the Corolla peers through their rearview mirror and narrows their eyes at two figures exiting the threshold of the gas station store. And we push through their back windshield to find Sitlali and Oka. Tell me, what do your Earth disguises look like? Let's start with Oka. Oh my god, after doing some... Some measure of homework, so to speak, uh, on Earth disguises uh, with Shepard for help. Oka is now standing there in a pair of black jeans. There are tasteful rips in the knees of these tight black jeans. And they're wearing a leather jacket with skull motif over it because they insisted that they had to keep the aesthetic going. Uh, they're wearing a spiked black collared necklace. Uh, their hair is still long and black and braided, and they wear a little earring um, from non-pointed ears. And their eyes, which are both blue, flick over to Sitlali, and they go, this place fucking creeps me out. Sitlali has settled on about the same height as Oka for once, and they look rather... I mean, it's pretty easy for them, right? They're a changeling, like, whatever. But they kept the hair because they were like, the hair's important. The hair, I think they had an argument with Mercy before going. They're like, no, the hair is like, the hair stays. Um, and they are in sort of like a, a cropped sweatshirt with like mesh paneling in it because they, I think, were studying with Shepard on like earth things. They were like, oh, that, I like that. And they kept pointing at the mesh things and... Shepard had to keep explaining that not everything could be mesh because you can't be anyway. Um, so, and I think they are in like probably like leather booty shorts uh, with like fishnets because again they are obsessed with the mesh uh, and like Doctor um, what did what did Shepard call them Doctor Martens Doctor Martens Doctor Martens Doctor Martens um, yeah a, a pair of 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 Dr. Martens um, that Shepard very kindly acquired for them. And they've got their hair kind of up a little bit in like a, like a bandan bandana, I think is what Shepard, Shepard called it. <laughs> and they do still, uh, I think in, a, in a pocket of the booty shorts, it's not, they're not pockets of holding. So like, and they're like, why are the pockets? I think the first pair that they tried, the pockets like the, did not have pockets. And Lolly was like, absolutely not. Why would anyone wear things that don't have pockets? I don't understand. Dewey was right. Like, for once, we'll admit that Dewey is right. Finally, after all these years. So, like, the the raven skull is kind of bulging a little bit in one pocket, but it suffices. Yeah, uh, I think through the we push back through the back windshield of this Corolla as the driver just stares and just sort of mutters, "Goths." And then they get out of their car, take the gas pump out, screw the cap back on, and like speed off. I think Sitlali is just looking around very carefully and is like, "Okay, did the tongues work? Can you can you read everything? I can kind of read everything. Are you? Yeah, I can read, but I don't know what I'm seeing." Why it's would you hole a donut? 
I don't. Do we have donuts? Uh, I guess you would hold them. Maybe it's like a type of machine you use to dig up the earth and make holes. Well, I mean, a donut people, hole. Pe- people maybe seem it's to be for planting out. seeds. No, oh no, they seem to be coming out with with bags of things. So maybe maybe you eat eat it. Maybe it's like a like a bread sort of thing. Oh, okay. 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 They do have to so eat. So they've got bread here. Right. They eat and they have bread. Okay. Yes. Um did Adam ever eat a donut hole, do you think? I don't know if he could afford it. Okay. It's a luxury item. No, he couldn't afford most things. Okay. He sucked. Understood. I don't I don't know if it was his fault though. I don't know how uh, Earth economy works. I don't he know did, how Earth economy he, works. He did talk about Bitcoin though, and like Shepard didn't seem to want to explain that, and I don't know why because like, I mean, if it's a primary, cur- did we bring any? Did you bring any Bitcoin? Do we need Bitcoin? No. Do we? Do we have any? Shepard. I don't think we could have gotten any. Shepard wasn't interested in telling you about it. I don't think we either. We didn't need it, or we shouldn't have it. Do we have any money? Do we need money? It's a f- we're, we're doing a funeral. I don't think you need money for that. You're right. That would be foolish to make people pay to literally c- take care of to die. Deceased. That would be unreasonable, yeah. irrational. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. No. Even even on an alien planet, I don't think that. No. No, they wouldn't be so barbaric. Um, no. So, uh, which way? Where do you want to go first? Well, I, I mean. We should start heading in the direction, but maybe if we see any more donut holes, we could... I mean, we're here. We should We should do... Uh, Shepard did ask for research notes, so we should do some research we on, should, on the for, way. First, first-hand accounts are the most efficient and effective. Uh, y- yeah, and this is our first time off-world, so we should, we should look. I mean, we kind of came here that second or third time that you broke reality right i could never really tell if that was real though you know like if we were actually here i mean i did the, the clerk inside back oh you did well you're kind of special you know you don't really play by rules of reality anyway that's fair so should we go like that way yeah it starts walking and i think they're just like well they're saying to dunk in the donut. So, but what would you dunk dunk in a donut into? Into the hole. That's where the hole comes from. You dunk but, in the donut into the hole. But is the hole the mouth? Like you is is that what they call eating? Dunkin? Oh. Shepherd is going to love this. Truly. We cut to the inside of a mall. Uh <laughs> Actually, in the dead center of a food court, there are people milling all about both of you sitting at tables, eating stuff and all kinds of colorful glass fronted stores, several levels too, with machines that were and carry people up onto multiple floors without them having to move, even though the machines look exactly like stairs, but they rotate on their own. And inside this huge domed kind of amphitheater chamber, there's a big vaulted ceiling that has these glass panels that you can see birds are standing on top of, several dozen feet above your heads. And now we flash back down to the two of you in the middle of a huge food court in a mall. What do you do? Have you ever had a cow Bell? Is that... That sounds like something they might serve in too long. Um... No. I don't know what a Crunchwrap Supreme is, but I think I want one. I, I know that you've been taking a break, and I'm glad for it, but I'm- I, I would like to engage in some intellectual vigor, and I would like to try a Crunchwrap Supreme. Okay. Oka, you go up to the counter of a Takao Bell, 
and everything's all purple and white here. The colors seem to brand specific stores, right? There seem to be like particular kinds of colors related to certain areas. Uh, and here you see that big bell. You see every person working behind the counter is dressed the same, even though they look radically different from each other, right? Different heights, uh, different sizes, uh, different just like, dispositions. The person, for instance, uh, at the cashier, that's a term you learned recently, is this kind of like ad peppy adolescent uh, girl. But the people in the back who are preparing the supposed crunch wrap supremes uh, are much older and look a lot more depressed. Hello. I would like two crunch wraps. Good afternoon. The supreme variety, please. Sure, two crunch wrap supremes. Anything else? Do you want drinks with that? Yes. Okay, what kind of drink? Do you want a Coke, Sprite, Pepsi, Baja Blast? You've got Sprites here. Yes, we have Sprite. Hmm. I thought those were only in the Fey realms. Okay, I'll take a Sprite as well. Fey. Uh, yeah, okay, what size? You want small, medium, large? A small one. Okay. I don't have to carry it around. Does your friend want a drink? What is a Baja Blast? Yes, one of those I have had before, yes. Oh, is this your first time at a Taco Bell? Taco. No, no, we we frequent the bell. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> well, all right. I will have two small Baja Blasts for you, two Crunchwrap Supremes. Anything else? All right, great. Your total is going to be twelve forty nine. Uh, cash or card? Card. And Sitlali, I think, just kind of like reaches behind like behind like as if to go to a pocket and like please weave please weave please and like manages to I think find like a sliver of it and like produces a card it's weird it's like a material they haven't really encountered before and they just kind of hold it up uh, card. right into the chip reader right there and she gestures toward a device that has a slot at the bottom chip you eat the no, no, into the chip re the re the reader here, and she like taps it and picks it up kind of frantically here. Ah, yes, we are accustomed to um, cash only bells, and I think Silali jams it in. For the podcast <laughs> listeners, Silali was trying to put the chip into their mouth. Uh <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, okay, and then after a beat, it starts beeping beep 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 the device. You can remove it now. They do, quickly. All right, sounds good. Uh, you are order number seven, and hands you a slip of paper. Th thank you. Thank you. Are you having a good Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, yeah my Cincinnati's pretty good. Uh, how are the two of you? Good. We're good. going to a funeral later. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It's been a long time coming. It's been a few uh years at this point. teenage girl who's trying her best to be chipper this whole time uh her smile slips and she looks between the two of you and says did you want anything else you can stand you can stand over there there's there's a customer behind you uh cust yes of course and i think they just kind of like grab oka by the shoulders and go <laughs> uh hello sir how can i help you and then the two of you stand off to the side kind of awkwardly where thankfully a few moments later someone a uh, different person uh, slings up to the counter uh, with your order in a paper bag, brown paper bag, uh, and uh, two drinks uh, in these strange-looking cans with straws stuck through the middle of the top. Uh, order number seven? Oh, yes. That's us. That, that is, I am seven. Yes, okay. and they hold up the receipt. Yeah, okay, uh, thank you. And they take the receipt and put it on a sharp, like, spear-looking object uh, on the counter. And they uh, hand you the bag and push the drinks forward. Uh, two Crunchwrap Supremes, two small sprites. Yes, well killed. Uh, and pointing at the the strange spike. Well, well, well done. And they just turn to and like walk away with Oka. Okay, I'm all weirdos. I swear to God. Turns uh, <laughs> it walks back to the back area to keep making food. Asitlali normally consumes a Baja Blast. Um, I think their head is on a swivel, kind of like Oka's. And I think they land on a strange booth 
stall somebody and it has like images of mostly younger looking faces making silly poses on like other rectangles and there's like a weird like a curtain kind of like that's hovering in the weird artificial wind that these buildings seem to have and i think they're they're enlarging eyes as the ca- the caffeine starts and the sugar start to hit um because i don't think lolly other than tea has ever had caffeine and like they just kind of are craning their neck and sl- they're i think they're down to the ice now so it's making an obnoxious like slurping noise as they are trying to get the last remnants of baja blast out of the cup and they just with their other with their free hand point at this strange stall that like i think maybe like a group of youths are coming out of like giggling and laughing and they just point at it is what uh do you want to go in the magic box and they are nodding voraciously. That's not how you nod. Uh, nodding vehemently. Okay. Uh, magic box it is. Here, we can put the crunch wraps. And Oka like, uh, puts the crunch wrap supreme into their jacket pocket. Just raw dog it <laughs> into the jacket. I think Sitlali puts theirs into their mouth like an anime character who's late for school. Uh, and just kind of like faster than normal they're somehow much fat like they're still kind of like uneven on their footing uh they've probably brought like a they didn't bring their sword cane for this because it's not supposed to be combat related uh so they have like a lighter cane with them and they just kind of zoom like relative for them over towards the the car the strange stall did the baja blast cast haste on you I don't know, kind of, if it, I've never been hasted before. Is this is this what it feels like to be hasted? Is everything, like, moving really yeah. fast? Yeah. Why aren't you hasted all the time? How do I get hasted all the time? I do hope you, to be, I, well, I kind of feel like I'm hasted all the time with Sen. I don't know. Does Sen give you Baha Blast? I don't know. I'll do you think ask. If we bring, do you think if we bring some to Shepard, then they can figure out how to make Baha Blast, and then we can have Baha Blast all the time at home? We can m- m- maybe do, do. Do you want to do that? Do you want Baja yes. Blast at home? Yes. Okay. Okay. We can. We can have Baja Blast at home all the time. Mercy's gonna love it, and I think they just drag Oka into the strange booth, and Oka follows in, and they kind of hit their head on the top because they're like that, and they're like uh uh, and they duck underneath a little bit, and they go in, and they go uh. You know, speaking of Mercy, you really, if you had told us that you were going to elope. Uh, and had had like a real wedding instead of just running off to Unmei's temple, then maybe we could have had Baja Blast at your wedding. Well, first of all, we didn't know that Baja Blast existed during our wedding. And I think Sidlali is staring at the strange screen in front of them, some sort of display. But they recognize the chip reader uh, from earlier. And they're like, I am a genius. And they insert the card into the chip reader. And they're like, I don't know what this does, but we're going to, something's going to happen um okay anyway yes my wedding our wedding um listen we were planning it and we were planning it and then we kept putting it off because you know things are always busy all the time um and squeak was on us about getting married and when we were gonna get married and when we're gonna get married and you know we just felt like it would be better to like just go do it you know just like unme wasn't even really there I mean, like, the lake was there, so Unmei was really, kind of technically there. But, like, we didn't, like, invite her. Like, she didn't get an invitation. Right. Nobody so got, nobody an, invitation. got an invitation. Right. Yeah. Un- Unmei just is the lake. We told her to turn around, but, like, I don't know if she did or not, you know, because she is the right. water, and the she's, water she's is kind her. Of, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Squeak can be uh, very pushy she certainly is a mom i get why uh tad her son turned to wrestling as an outlet you know what i mean yeah squeak and like sitlali is clearly having a war flashback to all of like a montage of squeak scolding them for you know fornicating outside of marriage um and you know all of the things that Salali and Mercy had probably been up to and Squeak had definitely heard at one of the times that they were staying at the homestead. Um, Marriage is a sacred bond, different from bondage. Shit, Wally, you keep that shit to yourself. And like those words are echoing in your ears. 
<laughs> homophobic squeak reel. I can't believe this. <laughs> and I think as Lolly has this war flashback, there's suddenly a bright flash of light. And, ah! su- and suddenly Oka and Salali's faces are on in front of them. That's us. That is in fact us, but not. And they like move experimentally and the image doesn't move. Is it a, so it's not a mirror. It's like a time. Is it Wait, a it's time counting. prison? It's counting it's, down. It's count- five, we, four. What happens? What's three, two. I didn't bring a sword. One, <laughs> another flash goes. And then both of them like staring intently <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> This is some kind of hell device. I feel like Dewey would make something like this. Yeah. Or Lilith. And then they get kind of, like, their look softens immediately. And Oka's face also kind of softens, and they glance over at Sitlali. And maybe, like, that's the next photo that comes up, is Oka looking kind of softly at Sitlali as she's, like, wistfully, like, looking up into the, like, up and out. You know what I mean? (laughs) I have to draw this. Um... (laughs) And they go, have you found anything yet? And I think Lolly turns and looks softly back at Oka on Lilith. Um, not yet. Still hoping. And then a voice chimes out all around you from nowhere and everywhere at once that says, you look great, guys. Now for a silly one. And five, four, three, two, one and the last one is of oka's fist coming towards the towards the screen and the camera sitlali's like hands are raised in the background (laughs) (laughs) and then we pan to the outside of the booth where there's a as like a, a slide of photos come out like two of them two strips of photos with the four images that have been taken oh was that it's like drawing, but really, really fat. Do you think there are? Pe- Do you think they feed the people inside the machine Baja Blast so that they draw really, really fast? It must be what the entire economy is based off of. Baja, Blast. Baja blasts. Yes, I think so. Yes, 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 yes. We should be taking notes. I don't care. Uh, and Lolly kind of just barrels out of the stall and grabs the the pictures and is like, "This is." More sentiment than research, I think, and holds the other one out to Oka. Yeah, I mean, Shepard could could maybe look at them, but probably doesn't have to keep them for the Earth Archive, right? No. Be, we could keep... I mean, I need a, a bookmark for my journals, so... Yes, of course. Of yeah. Course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be like a, a bookmark. Yeah, casual. What the fuck is that? Uh, and Oka's eyes have locked onto a dark stall. A stall painted all black. A stall with lots and lots of black jeans hanging in the windows. I want oh. that. I want to go there. Hot topic. And then we cut to inside the hot topic. Uh, it smells like cologne cranked up to 12 uh and there's music playing that's like the weirdest kind of music you've ever heard it's kind of like screechy but not bad uh and it's got like weird modulation and all kinds of timbers and sounds you've never heard before of course this is the electronic dance music uh and uh there are workers here but they look exceedingly young like much too young to be workers but they're going about the store doing what you can ascertain are worker things like restocking items on the shelves tidying up the space and there's only a couple other people in here as soon as you walk in a greeter by the door uh, who's currently tidying up like a display of posters like rolled up posters near the front turns and says kind of lackadaisically uh welcome to hot topic is there anything i can help the two of you find you've got green hair Huh? Oh, yeah. I just dyed it last month. I like your choker. Thank you. And nice I'd like nets. to look at your jeans. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Clothes are right over there. Who who died for your hair? Who? <laughs> oh, you're a funny one. Yeah. Ha ha ha. And they just follow. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, but if you want this kind of dye, though, we actually have it in stock. It's Good Dye Young. It's Haley Williams brand. Good Dye Young. I mean, I still uh-huh. Haley Williams dyed for the hair. 
Ah, they sacrificed Haley Williams. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the guy laughs again, but more uncertainly, as opposed to like actually laughing as the two of you go off. And I think Sadali over their shoulder. Mine's natural. Uh, <laughs> Lolly, I love this place. I wish that, I wish that, I wish that when I became Paragon, instead of the gods just stealing the clothes off of me and replacing it with their own version of what they think I should wear all the time, I wish that I was brought here to decide what I wanted to wear. I want to wear everything in this store. I mean, it's research to bring it back, right? How many items can your card purchase? I don't know, it's the Weave's card. Well, I don't give a fuck if we rack up some charges on magic, so um, that's fine with me. He does owe us quite a bit. Uh... Quite a bit. Enough to get at least this uh, and this one too. I, I like the little people dancing on this one. Uh, and Oka's just like grabbing shirts. They're grabbing like a My Chemical Romance shirt. Like they <laughs> they're just grabbing shirts. Nine, nine inch nails feels very um, impractical. That's... It's quite long for nails. I want this one too. Uh, and they scurry over to a pair of like really tight black leather pants with like cool chains on them. I think Sitlali wanders over to like the corsets and is like, these, these are good. Kane would like these, but they would look better on me. Yes. Yes, they would. And they start going through those, I think. I think after a minute, Oka comes back with like a pile of t-shirts in their arms. Uh, like really just like they're they're bear hugging this pile of shirts and jeans and like belts with chains on them and more like, and they're like, it's all, it's for, it's for research. Right? It's for research. Yes. Yeah. But no. We, yeah. Yes. And Sidlali has like a bunch of corsets and Probably more fishnets, anything that was mesh. I think that they may have found a pair of like cat ear headphones and they're just kind of like holding them aloft. And they're like, do you think these would look good on me? Yeah. Do you think no, yeah, would like be... them? Do you think Sybil would like them? <laughs> oh, you cannot ask me questions about Gentle and Sybil. I think Gentle would look very cute in them. You should get them. Oh, why not? And then they add them to the pile. And I think Sitlali kind of like is walking, walks over to a display case and they have sets of these strange like plastic or metal. It's hard to tell because they're through glass of these like, they're not quite the dice that they're used to seeing. Uh, you know, that like we would play dice with back in Andake. But and like, it seems like one has like a, a 20 on it and one is shaped like a a caltrop almost and then they they're just in like seven to eleven set like pieces and Sitlali's like what do you think they play with this do you think they're like weirdly shaped ball bearings or something no they look they're numbered they look like i mean they they have symbols on them too that aren't just numbers i think that's a, a skull Maybe they, they play some sort of undead... Well, they don't seem to have an undead problem. But maybe they play no. some sort of undead game? Uh, maybe. I like undead games. Dun I mean, Dungeons and dragons. So they do have dragons in this realm. And dungeons? That's very strange. I mean, I mean self-respecting... Wait. Is this a dungeon? We're in a dungeon, Silali. Oh my god. Do we have to fight our way out? I don't think so. It's not very well guarded. No, not at all. The card seems to get you anything that you want out of the dungeon. And we would destroy these children. Yeah, I mean, we probably should. Shepard specifically said no killing or fighting, so. Yes, yes. It would, like, mess up the continuum of time or whatever. Or whatever, you know. We've messed it up uh, before. It's, it uh, seems very resilient. It, it seems so, but I, I wouldn't want to. Not on our on our first time out, you know. No, not on not on our first date. Time, time. I would like a, a set of these, please. And they flag down like an employee to. It's get it's the... green haired guy. Oh, uh, yeah. You you want the middle dice set? Yes. 
Sure. Okay. Uh, he unlocks the display case and like takes it out. It was actually the last one we had uh, in stock, so he snatched it up real fast. Here you go. And uh, is that all you want? Because uh, Kelly can ring you up at the uh, at the counter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you play Dungeons and Dragons? I do. Yeah, I actually have a home game going that's been going for like four months now. Uh, we just met Strahd. Strahd. I've met Strahd too. Oh, you guys play too? Uh, what level are you guys? We just hit level six. We're at level eight. Yes. Nice. Nice. That's a nice tier to be at because I feel like the higher level you get, like high level play just gets like really ridiculous. Like you're going to different planes and shit. Like that's just too high level. I like something a bit more local. You know what I mean? Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati. Uh, uh, no, I meant, I meant in like the campaign. Yeah. Yes, the the campaign. Yeah. In, yeah. In campaign. Cincinnati. With Strahd. Y- yeah, my playgroup's in Cincinnati. We do meet in person. Yeah, against Strahd. Actually, my next game's tomorrow night, and I'm ready to kick that vampire's ass. Oh, vampires vamp- don't exist. Vamp- vampires. Uh, well, yeah, of course they don't exist. There we go. Right. Kelly's gonna help you guys now. I've got some stuff I have to go do over there. <laughs> he just kind of like closes the display case and backs away. Vamp- vampires are real, Oka. What? No, they're not. Yes, they are. You're a necromancer. How do you not know this? Uh, no, uh, vampires are. It's just hemomancy. It's just more hemomancers. It's no, that with the. Mm. We can argue about this later, and I think they go to Kelly at the checkout. Kelly is a, <laughs> is a heavily tattooed woman, very heavily makeup as well. Uh, sh- uh, hair shaved on one side, and she's just smacking chewing gum on like one side of her mouth. Uh, and has been this is incredible for Kelly. Has been on a device that's flat and rectangular and just scrolling on it flat while it's on the counter. And with her other hand, while chewing something else in her mouth, she's taking bites out of a baked treat that is twisted into a strange shape. It's got holes in it formed by the twists and she's holding it by a thin piece of paper and there's little crumbs that keep coming off and it smells buttery and sugary and really good as she's biting into it and eating and chewing and then still smacking something else with the other side of her mouth. Uh, yeah. I can ring you guys up over here. What is that? This? And she holds up the Mm -hmm. big treat. This is a pretzel. Mm -hmm. Can I have that? You want my pretzel? Is it the only one in this dungeon? Uh... (laughs) There's an Auntie Annie's just right outside. Oh, you know what? Ah, Annie How- sells the pretzels. Annie does sell the pretzels. As she pauses, looking away from the device and looks at you, Oka, up and down, and then turns and looks at you, Sitlali, up and down as well. You know, I'll let you have my pretzel if you want. If I get to have your number. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I've got one for that pretzel <laughs> oh, you're i'm funny. glad there's a bartering system here yeah no i can do that <laughs> well here you go and she hands over the half-eaten pretzel to you and oka takes it what should i where should i give the num should i just say the number on the back of the receipt after i bring you up how about that and you too cutie anything i can trade you for your number do you have anything that could potentially end your world uh sit lolly we're not here for world ending stuff (laughs) well no if if they have something that can end the world i would like to take it away from them um yeah okay you know you guys are really funny is this like a larp thing larp yes yes okay yeah you know what then yes i do it's very dangerous, and it can only be taken away from me for your number. I think they just kind of, like, throw the corsets and stuff onto the counter and, like, hold out a hand. Yeah, and Kelly uses a different device and starts uh, aiming it at 
pieces of paper dangling off of thin strips of plastic from each of these objects. Beep, 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 and starts folding them into a bag. Says, you know, when I'm done ringing all these up, I'll give it to you, and gives you a big wink. Sitlali kind of like leans back and over to Oka and goes, I think, I think this is Earth flirting. And here's the world ending object. And she reaches under the counter and pulls out a clear box. And inside is an object of some kind, has a massive head and a smaller body. Uh, And the head like wobbles a little bit as she sets it onto the counter. And it's weirdly freaky slash cute. And you see lettering on it because of tongues you can read that says Funko Pop. Funko Pop. And I think Sitlali looks at the Funko Pop a little harder and then looks up at Oka and goes, they spelled Fortnite wrong. (laughs) This is a totally normal epilogue. (laughs) It's so much fun. Oh my god. We cut now to a cemetery. By this point of day, it's like sunset. The sun has gone beneath the horizon. There's a sun here, sure. But it doesn't feel like Altangra feels. It feels different. But now it's gone. Uh, And the sky has become dark and stars have begun populating the darkness. But way too few stars. And they're very weak and pathetic in light in comparison to Andake's night. It's like they're struggling. It almost makes you think of the cataclysm again. That's how weak they are. But there's so much light on ground level everywhere. From these huge lamps that shed these giant cones of light blaring out of every storefront, blaring out of every huge building with tons of windows in them, out of every vehicle which Shepard had told you to watch out about, cars going up and down the paved roads that Shepard had also warned you about, and the cemetery, thankfully, is far away from this light pollution. It's on a hill. Uh, And there are several trees nearby, and it's quite deserted. And it smells like the closest approximation to trees, soil, earth, dirt, and nature that you've smelled since stepping into Cincinnati. And you've got a the casket out on the ground, if you so desire, an empty plot of land underneath the shade of a big oak tree on this hill. And the moon is starting to peek out of cloud cover. She's big tonight, like a dinner plate in the sky almost, and bright, very bright, brighter than any of the other stars around. In fact, you almost mistake her for a streetlight uh, the first a few times you saw her. But she's there. There's a moon here. And it's at night. And you're in a graveyard. What do you do? I think Oka has been, uh, their leather jacket is propped up against the, like, the several Hot Topic bags that they have. Uh, And I think we see Oka's arms, like, come up over the dirt of this hole as they hoist themselves out of it, like, now kind of covered in dirt. And they go, oh, whoa. As they, like, kind of see it for the first time, the moon. Whoa. Wow. It's gorgeous. It's really pretty. Do you think this is what Chunga looked like? Maybe. I think it had more stars. Uh, de- definitely, definitely more stars. They seemed brighter, almost. Mm. But this one is really bright, too. Maybe part of her got here when Adam... Well... Maybe. It's kind of nice to think about, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Body. Um, right. And I think Sitlali sits down and has to focus very hard to, like, find any aspect of the weave anywhere. And, um, I think it takes a hot minute to find it and also to find the demiplane inside of the weave. Uh, where Adam's body has been chilling that they have been taking care of the entire time since um, since she, you know, killed him. Um, they have been regularly casting gentle repose and making sure it's fine. And like, I think there might have been a time where they couldn't find it when magic was around. Uh, and um, there may have been a slight altercation about that. Uh <laughs> So I think they are able to find that demiplane eventually. And 
their like arm is just like jutting out and into nothing like what looks like nothing to anybody else and I think Lolly realizes that he's too heavy for them to grab with one arm and she just kind of goes shit and pokes an eye open and goes can you give me a hand with this he's heavier than I remember there's less weave to help with Um, okay I got it and they kind of like trace their hand over where Sitlali's is to follow their hand and their blood and their existence basically into the demiplane. So there is no weave on Earth. You are reaching across a dimension uh, to find Adam's body, which is folded into a demiplane on a completely alternate reality. Shepard, before the two of you had left, had sent you off with a little bit of a blessing so you'd be able to reach the weave and have access to your magic and your faculties, but had warned you not to strain too hard, which is also why you shouldn't fight, because you might end up breaking some rules of reality (laughs) if you do. So... You reach past the complete absence of magic here. That's not quite right. As opposed to an absence, a little similar, but not completely to how it felt in Tungal, the desiccated, grayed, dried up Tungal, there's almost like an echo or a ghost or a memory of magic as you try to reach through the mystical realm toward Adam. It doesn't feel like a song or a weave. It almost feels like it once was water. Like rushing water. A river, perhaps. And then it dried up. And you're reaching across the dried, parched banks into the weave on a different reality, and then you tug, and two arms come out of nowhere, and Adam's body, I think, uh, comes out onto the dirt. Like, coming from literal nowhere. Oka catches him so his body doesn't thump. They, like, get him in their arms. Uh, Thank and you. They... You're very welcome. Can I put him in the box? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, yes. And I think they had picked out kind of like a, a very simple wood, nice-looking wood with, like, a bright green, like, with green lining. And I think once Oka puts him in the casket, they, uh, they aren't really sure how to arrange him, but they kind of do the best that she can to make him look a little more dignified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you fold Adam's body into the casket, and the two of you together help lay him to rest. And when you're done with it, you take a step back to admire your handiwork, and yeah, he looks peaceful. His arms folded across his chest, his eyes closed, his skin relaxed. Is this the part where we say words about him before we put him in the ground? I'll be honest. I probably shouldn't, given that I don't know if I have anything to say. Uh, you are the, the the death priestess, after all. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <sighs> and they kind of steady themselves against their cane, and she looks back up at the moon and remembers that time that Adam told her what a moon was and um, looks like kind of just off to no one in particular. Adam was not a remarkable person. I don't know if Adam was a good person. If he was, he is a good person who did terrible things, but he was a person and that grants him some degree of dignity. Life means something, um, even here. And I think she pulls out the the raven skull that has Adam's soul in it and has this entire time and just kind of isn't looking at it, just kind of rolls it around in their hands like they've done this a lot. Uh, and perhaps they're more quiet hours um adam smith was a man who did what he had to to survive in a place that he never should have been and though he did terrible things what happened to him was also terrible and unfair maybe given the chance to change he would have been 
better. And unfortunately, not all of us are blessed with that chance. But he's home now. And he will be remembered by at least one. One and a half. One and a half. And then they look down at the skull. Adam, you said you didn't believe in gods or anything like that. So, um, I don't know who to pray to send you off to, but, um, but you are home, as promised. I hope you learned something at the end there. And I hope that wherever you do go, you get the opportunity to choose differently. Yeah. And I think Sitlali delicately pulls the soul out from the beak, almost, of the skull and just kind of lets go. And this soul, which had been so perforated by the presence of the empty that you can't tell what color it used to be, drifts out from the skull like dust. And both of you see it twining through the air toward Adam's body and then drift in through his sternum and settle down. Nothing else happens, but something feels stiller. And I think Sitlali lets out a sigh that they have been holding for two years. And they close the casket. And they turn to Oka. Hey. hey. That was pretty good. Yeah, well, he deserves something. Yeah. It was a greater kindness than he ever offered to you. <laughs> yeah. And they sort of rub that spot on their chin where they kept exchanging bites and blows. And I think Oka threads their hands into Sitlali's. You know, it's true that maybe he wasn't offered the chance to change, but it starts with a choice. Even at the end, he chose to keep hurting you. He could have come to us. And if I know anything about Shepard, if I know anything about you, it's that if he came wanting to change, if he came wanting help, we would have given it to him. You did the right thing. You saved this place, and even though it's obsessed with paper, it still has a really nice moon. It does have a really nice moon. And they are not looking at the moon. They are looking at Oka. And I think before she can stop themselves, they lean in. And Oka very gently takes Sitlali's chin and cheek. And like their fingers brush very softly over where that bite mark used to be. And after they kiss, Oka pulls away and says, You can let go too. Fuck, I hope so. <laughs> I know it's hard for both of us, but he was supposed to be my nemesis. I know, in like a fun way, you know, like that was didn't have the propensity to be a fun nemesis. No, I guess he didn't. We'll get you a better one if you want. I guess Rian can be mine, nemesis. If I've heard anything about her for mercy, I think that she would make a very fine nemesis for you. Maybe, maybe Kane could be my nemesis. Oh, stop that. <laughs> and Oka chuckles and like goes about lowering the casket into the earth and for them, gently layering the dirt on top of it. And then once they're done, they come back over to Sitlali, help them up off the hill, and they start heading back down towards the Shell gas station. You do. The walk back to the Shell gas station is brief 
and punctuated by the honking of cars down the street, of strange lights flashing green and red, the nighttime of Cincinnati is somehow more busy than the daytime here on Earth. Uh, you see all kinds of people out and about walking in pairs, families alone, groups of friends as well. Uh, as you cross streets, pause when you see lights go red and then walk when you see like a little like white man symbol come up uh like just follow other people walking <laughs> that came out wrong but you know what i mean uh you navigate the big city we see Lolly and oka navigate in the big city and as the two of you start to head back to that gas station tell me how do you composite yourselves what are you doing what are you saying we have so many bags of hot topic things which is so funny. Um, and I think as they're hefting all of their Hot Topic wares, Sidali <laughs> is just kind of chattering on about an upcoming trip to Blackspire that they have planned with Mercy. And she's saying, well, I also have to break into Pascal's tomb again. Um, right, okay, the tomb breaking. Now we're back to, yeah, okay. To be fair, I used to have clearance. We've Listen, spoken. As a keeper of Sen, I think you should be more than allowed to go down and visit Pascal's tomb if you want to. There's a lot to catch him up about. And then maybe I can fill in the whole, like, Shuhai time loop gap. They might be wondering about that still. I can only imagine how they feel, you know? Yeah, that was... That's a lot. If you had been stuck in a time loop and just gone... Indefinitely, that would have been um, heartbreaking, in fact. No, yeah, no. I used to envy the first Paragons a lot, but the more that I think about it, the happier I am to be here in this timeline. With your keeper? <laughs> With my keeper. Shuhai didn't have somebody like you by their side. And for that, I think they must have suffered. Maybe that's why they turned out so grouchy. Uh, hey, I also am grouchy. Yeah, but now you're a vegetarian. That doesn't mean anything. I'm actually quite grouchy about Sicilian. that. Oh, stop. Enough with the tea. And I think like that's the sound that goes like trailing off down the street. Yeah. Uh, and as the two of you continue walking down the street, you almost like blend into the crowd as you turn a corner toward that Shell gas station. Uh, and on the corner, as you disappear, we hold on the crowd that's kind of swallowed the two of your forms. And then we swivel back toward the cafe on the street corner that you had just passed, where you'd held that conversation. It's a Panera Bread, and there's outdoor seating. And there are several people outside eating, drinking, talking. And there is one particular table that's only occupied by a single person who's reading a newspaper. And the newspaper's covering their face. And the newspaper is entitled The Cincinnati Inquirer. And then they lower the paper to glance after Sitlali and Oka. And we see Lilith. She lets out a deep breath, and a ghost of a smile flashes onto her lips. She flips the newspaper back up, and we cut to black. <laughs>